Hallelujah. Thank you so much for your participation. Uh, it's so encouraging to hear what God has done and is doing in every one of your lives. And that uh, uh, you're trusting Him. You're believing Him for more and more. That's what it's all about. Amen. If you would, open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 6. Um, I want to ask you just a crazy question that kind of just to set the groundwork of where we're going to go tonight. Um, can you imagine if your nose was in a different place on your body? Let's say it was in a place that was not very pleasant. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be odd? Wouldn't that be weird? You know, we think, God, why would you put me in this place where I have to do double duty of something I don't want to do? So the reason why I said that, because you and I, every one of us, we know what Scripture says, that we are a part of the many-membered body. And God, He picked you and He put you where He wanted you. And you and I, we need to be uh, blessing the Lord and praising the Lord that he called us out of this world and he put us where he put us because he doesn't look at where we're at. He looks at the finished product of where he's taken us to and he sees your potential. And uh, you and I don't need to question what God is doing in, in and through other parts of the body uh, and let that get our focus and our attention to the point where uh, it all becomes about uh, not faith but doubt about what God's called or what God's doing. Amen. Because all of those things will hinder us. And so the, the Spirit of God said, I want my disciples to be driven, not divided. Now I want you to write that on the table of your heart. He said, I want my disciples. Come on, say we're disciples. Uh, that's simply a pupil. That's a learner. You and I, we're learning from Jesus. He said, I want them to be driven, not Divided, And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And every one of us, you got to see that we're in different places. Uh, each one of us, we're growing at the level that the Lord would have us to. And so uh, we're going to look at some just a simple, quick message tonight just to, uh, just to inspire you and, and to inspire me to help us. Uh, see, you and I have got to see that we may not all think that we uh, believe the same thing, but we've got to always come back to the foundation of Jesus. It's not that we don't believe the same thing. It's just that I may not have been where you're at, or I may not have went through what you've went through. So I may see things uh, differently because life is about experience. Think about how much different your life is tonight than it was when you first got born again. When you, the more you walk with the Lord, the more that you see things and understand things. So uh, we're going to look at the disciples and, and, and learn from them. And we need to see how we need to always come back to a place of common ground. And that common ground will always be Jesus. Amen. All right. If you would, let's start reading um, in John chapter six uh, in verse for sake of time, let's just start reading in verse 63. John chapter 6, verse 63. If you're there, say amen. You notice it's red letter out of the mouth of your Lord and my Lord. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing, not one 
thing. The words that I speak, the rhema word, the fresh word from heaven that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. Mark that down in your mind's eye. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. We'll talk about that in a moment. Hold that in your heart. Those who should betray him. It's not as uh, black and white as you would think it would be. And he said to them, Therefore I said unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Verse 66. From that time many of his disciples, mark it down, they they were being divided, they were not being uh, directed. From that time, uh, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the anointed Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, uh, have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it, for he is it that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Larry. Thank you once again for being here. Thank you for honoring the word. Now, you know this story's not been too long that we ministered out of out of this context. Um, and, a, and a little different detail, of course. But tonight I want you to see that, uh, that we need to be divinely directed. We need to be driven by the Word of God and our desire to please God and our desire to not stay where we're at, but our desire to grow and be more like Jesus. Uh, because if we don't do that, if we get to questioning uh, what uh, is being said or what is being done, uh, all of a sudden we get our focus off of Jesus and we get our focus on uh, our understanding of our brothers and sisters, the many-membered body in ourself. And when we do that in ourself, all of a sudden we got problems because uh, I don't know about you, uh, my flesh is never satisfied. And, and, and you know, if somebody does something, uh, my flesh always looks at it and says, huh, why did they do that? Why did they say that? You know, what, what, what's the motivation behind that? All of these things. And so here you can imagine, uh, Jesus has just brought the revelation, and I won't go into all that detail because we ministered on this not too long ago, but he brought the, brought the revelation of, uh, of communion, of his, his body and his, his blood and what that meant. And, and as he ministered that great truth to them, all of a sudden, uh, this multitudes of disciples that were following him, they said, Hey, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And all of a sudden they, they started pulling away from Jesus because he was saying something to them that was a challenge. And so, uh, you and I, we've got to see and understand the re- reason why the churches will not work together uh, is because every church wants to take what they believe, what they're comfortable with, and they want to operate out of that. 
And when they do that, they separate themselves from the rest of the body. And it's not meant to be that way. You and I, we're called to be one new man, one new body, one new, um, uh, uh, no gender intended, human in Jesus Christ. And so uh, here Jesus is in that place where he's brought this truth to them. And instead of them allowing this truth to challenge them, all of a sudden they say, hmm, I, I'm just going to go over here. And, and, and so we've got to be very cautious when we hear a word from the Lord and it's something that really challenges us. It's, it's there to stretch our faith. It's there to move us and motivate us to the next level. We've got to be very cautious. Or if otherwise, we'll just go over here and start another church. God doesn't need another denomination. He needs you and I just to come to the place where we say, well, listen, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, Thank God that the Spirit of God's working in your life, that He's bringing something to you. I'm not quite there yet, but guess what? I know that you've got the Holy Ghost. I know the blood of Jesus is on your life. I know you're my brother. You're my sister. Let's hook up together. Let, let, let's, let's present Jesus in a way that we can both present Him together. I know that He's Lord and Savior. I know that He is the King of Peace. I know that He's uh, just... The, the incarnate God in the flesh that is the great high priest that's touched by the feeling of our infirmities, all these things, we come in a place where we're in agreement and we start working together. You know, the, the I found out uh, wallet just a few minutes ago. Now, I don't know how accurate this is because I haven't heard it firsthand, but the little church up at Augsburg that does the great food drive, they had the, the big deal yesterday. And evidently, if now don't hold, don't quote me on this, but if I understand right, somebody told me that the numbers they raised yesterday was 30,000 dollars my goodness see what happens when people come together and they work together and god blesses what they're doing uh, because they give out a lot of food they bless a lot of people and so what you and i want to do is tonight there may be some things that that you're being challenged by i'm being challenged by and, and we may not actually understand it and we may not be looking through it through the same uh bifocal the same prescription of glasses of the holy ghost but we know uh, each other. We know that we love the Lord. We know that, uh, as Brother Corey was quoting Romans chapter 8, that, that we're called according to the purpose of the Lord. And so, as we walk out that calling, uh, that calling is always challenging us. Uh, you know, the Bible says that we are a many-membered body and that we're to give honor to the weaker part of our body. Not to, not to cut it off and throw it away. Not, not to, 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 bow breed it or any of those things but we're to make it stronger just think about in your natural life every one of us you you know you've got an arm that's stronger or a leg that's strong you've got a certain part of your body that's stronger and that doesn't mean that the other part of your body is not needed it's, it's just that that part's stronger and we got to build our body together well christ is trying to build you and i together and so as he brings this great truth to them uh it uh he, he, he wanted them to see. He said, now listen, the words I'm saying to you, they are spirit. And he said, it's the spirit that quickeneth. So I don't know about you. I've heard of people uh, testify. I've heard people uh, share what God has brought in revelation sometimes. And I thought, I know that's the Holy Ghost. I don't understand anything about it because I haven't been there. But I know it's the Spirit of God. So I'm going to take what they're saying and I'm going to lay it on a shelf 
And then when it comes time for me to reach and to open that up for myself, I'm going to apply it to my life because I'm not going to let uh, my experience try to water down the word of God or try to limit what God wants to, to bring revelation to me. And so here Jesus said, just know that this ream of word, that's what he said in the Greek, this, this divine revelation, this fresh word from heaven, he said, let it know that they are spirit and they are life. And so you and I, when, when we just be honest with the Lord and we say, listen, I don't understand this. It doesn't matter if you understand it or not. It will work in your spirit. And if it's working in your spirit, your spirit is going to live forever. It's going to bring what? It's going to bring life. Because anything that's of the spirit has to do with life. And so we want to be in that place, in that position where we, where we, where we come together in that truth. Now, notice what it says there in uh, verse 66. John 666. Don't you find that very interesting? Uh, the, the number of the Antichrist. It says, from that time, many of his disciples went back. Come on, and that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to uh, take people away from the Lord. Many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. So the challenge tonight is Jesus wants you and I to walk with him, even in things that we don't completely understand. And so uh, uh, the, the the Lord is, is, is I, I, you know, for the past year, I've been very anxious. I've been uh, n- not in the flesh. I've been anxious in my spirit and I've been trying to figure out why. And, and, and it seems like that I'm always evaluating time and, and, and where we're at in time and what's happening. And, and, and I finally got an answer from the Holy Spirit. And I, and I said, I said, uh, the question I proposed to him was, I said, Lord, why am I so anxious about time? Why does it seem like that, that I, I, I just feel like there is never enough time and all of these things? And he said, he said, don't complain about it. He said, you better embrace it. He said, because I, I put an unction in your heart to help you realize that the time for you to do what I've called you to do, my job for you is very short. Wow. So I, I need to be in that place. You need to be in that place when we hear a word that challenges us that we don't throw it away, but we say, OK, Lord, I hear a word from you. What do you want me to do with it? How, how do I apply that? But see, they've heard this word and all of a sudden it says that his disciples. Now, think about it. They've been walking with him uh, at this point uh, for two and a half years. And all of a sudden they say, wait a minute, this is too much for me. So what God's going to do in the coming days, remember what the word of God says. The word of God says that when sin abounds, God's going to give grace that abounds that much more. Okay, God's grace is a deeper revelation of truth that you and I have not heard yet. Now they're going to say, now wait a minute, there's no new thing under the sun. No, there's not no new thing under the sun, but it's new to me. Because I'm growing, I'm, I'm coming to a deeper level, a, 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 a greater understanding of what God would have. And so that's how when God spoke through Ezekiel, he said, behold, I do a new thing. We're in the middle of it right now. And there's going to be a whole group of people that are going to say, I, I don't know if this is God or not. I'm just going to step back over here and I'm going to wait and watch and see. And if you wait too long, you're going to miss your opportunity.
Because God wants to put you in the middle of it. So what you do is you you come back to the foundation. You know what it feels like to, to, to have that saving relationship with Jesus. And you say, now I, I know the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and the daughters of God. I know what it means to be saved. I know what it means to, to be a child of God. And so I don't understand this, but I'm going to put what I don't understand under the anointing of that salvation. And if you'll put it under that anointing of salvation, then those words of spirit and life will start working in you. And all of a sudden you'll say, God, I can't believe you for that right now, but but I know that this is of the Savior. I know this word is true. I know it's powerful. I know it's life-changing. I'm going to hold on to that. And, and as you and I do that, all of a sudden it keeps us in a place where we're not being divided, but we're being divinely directed. We're being driven by the unction of the Spirit of God rather than what the enemy would have for our lives. We don't want any of that. Amen? Now, notice what it says in verse 67. Then Jesus said unto the twelve. Now, notice this. So we're talking about, remember, there were 500 of them that walked besides the twelve. And uh, we know that only 120 made it to the upper room. But notice what Jesus said. He said unto the twelve, will you also go away? In other words, what Jesus is saying, he are, are you going to let loose of this new level of truth? Are you, are you going to go away and just be satisfied in knowing me a little bit? Are you just, are you going to be satisfied with just the milk? Uh, uh, of what I have for you. You and I, as a baby, we can survive on the milk of the Word of God. But but so many times I talk to people and they say, I don't understand. Used to God would answer this prayer and He would answer that prayer. And now uh, it seems like He doesn't answer any prayer. God blesses us where we're at and He gives leeway when we're children. But when He starts growing us up and He wants us to get out of the milk, He wants us to get into the meat of things. He wants us to get into some deeper things. Hebrews chapter 5, you need to meditate on it and allow it to come into your heart. It talks about being able to discern um, what God is wanting to do in the season of life that you're in. And that discernment can only come by laying down the milk and picking up the meat and realize you're in the season now where the devil is escalating his plan. He is uh, uh, moving at a greater and a deeper level of desensitization. Uh, he's desensitizing people's hearts. He's making them dull, in other words, and all of these things. And you and I, we need more grace to be able to operate and to be successful. Now, he said, uh, will you also go away? Verse 68, then Simon Peter answered him. Now, we've talked about this before, but I just want to put it in your remembrance. Remember, every time you read the name Simon, it means what? It means hearing, hearing. And when you see it mixed with Peter, Simon Peter, it means a piece of the rock. So when, when, when Simon Peter answers, he said, listen, I am a hearing piece of the rock. And that's what you are. Because you and I, we are founded upon the rock. When you got born again, you, you become of the rock, Jesus Christ. And he gave you by the Spirit the ability to hear. Now notice what Peter says. Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Now you've got to get this in your heart. Here's Peter, the one that God is going to use on Pentecost Day with the uh, others, the other 11, to, to start the foundation of the church. But Peter comes back to him. He says, Lord, I know you got words of eternal life. 
I don't have a clue about this drinking your blood and eating your body. Come on, that's honesty. That's honesty. To not just tell the Lord. I, I don't know what that preacher's talking about. I, I don't know what the Spirit of God's trying to tell me, but I knew no one thing that the Spirit of God is there. I know that the Word of God is being taught. It's being preached. I know that your presence is there. And so I'm looking to you. Come on, I'm not going to go away. I'm not going to... Uh, th this word betray, and of course it's talking about Judas betraying Jesus uh, in one aspect, but it's also in the majority talking about uh, those of this 500 that went away. And this word betray means to yield up. See, the devil wants you to yield up the truth that God has gave you. He, he wants you to say, well, I, I can't believe that right now, so I'm just going to yield that up. And I'm going to trust in something else. I, I, I'm going to trust in what I know. I'm going to trust in where I'm at. No, you and I, we've got to see that Jesus called that a form of betrayal. And, and so uh, he noticed he said Judas. He, he put the emphasis on Judas and what Judas was going to do uh, in that sense. And so you and I have got to say, well, uh, I, I'm not going to yield up those things because I'm going to be like Simon Peter. I'm going to tell the Lord simply, Lord, I'm a hearing piece of the rock. I don't understand it now, but I'm prophesying my own future. I'm prophesying my own life. I'm going to hear what you have to say. I'm going to build my life on the rock. Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Now notice this, verse 69. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter says, listen, I don't know about anything else. But tonight, I know you're my Savior. I know you're the anointed Messiah. And, and, and see, if you and I will do that, all of a sudden, that takes everything that would divide us and it puts us together. Because we've come back to a common ground. We've come back to a place where, okay, uh, this part of the body's up here. I'm back here. But I'm with that part of the body. Even though I'm back here, I know we're going in the same direction. I know that we're looking up. We're, we're looking for the sounding of the trumpet. We're believing in the blessed hope. We're, we're, we're believing in a Holy Ghost that is leading us and guiding us and directing us, not into some truth, but all truth. Amen. And, and so that's how we stay together. Now, we've we got to see this is so important that we need to draw closer than we've ever been. See, that's why we had testimony service tonight. When you opened up your heart and you shared what God was doing in your life, that brought us closer together because it brought a revelation of what God has done, what God is doing in your life, and it built a hope in everybody else that God would do the same thing for them. Amen? We're going the same direction. We're going in the same way. Now notice what Jesus said. Verse number 70. Jesus answered them. He said, Have I not chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Now, isn't this amazing? First of all, we need to see that you're in the body of Christ, not because you want to be, but because God wanted you to be. And now you want to be. See, everything in your life that is good, it originated because God wanted it for you. See, I don't know about you. I didn't even want the good things. I wanted all the sinful things. I wanted the things that appealed to the flesh, the things that, that tasted good, that felt good, that looked good, all of those things. I, I wanted to sow into all of those things. But God said, listen, I've got something better for you. And if you will allow me to present it to you, if you'll give me an opportunity, I'll change your heart. 
I'll change your life. And so tonight, you've got to see that God has chosen you from the foundation of the world in Jesus Christ. And all you have to do, all I have to do is to accept that. And when we make uh, that confession, that acceptance, and, and, and we become united with God the Father through the sacrifice of Jesus by the unity of the Spirit, all of a sudden we realize, hey, the devil is there, but he can't stop what God wants to do. See, the devil may be in our life in some way, just like it was in Judas's life. Judas could have turned all of that. I, 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 the Spirit of God is dealing with me about a message, and I don't know when I'll get to do it or how it's going to work out, but it has to do with Peter and Judas. And it has to do with uh, both of them betrayed Jesus. Both of them. One becomes a teacher. One stays a traitor. And we're going to talk about how the Word of God is what makes the difference in our life. And so you and I, what we once were, we don't have to stay that way. Amen? We can be something greater. And so I want you to see something. Go with me to, to the Gospel of Mark. And then we're just going to look at a couple of uh, sets, of, just two, two other verses of Scripture, sets of verses of Scripture, and I'll let you go. But in, um, in, uh, uh, Mark chapter 9, uh, let's start reading in about verse 33. Here Jesus is, is bringing a revelation uh, of what brings division. And, and see, what brings division is simply not understanding what, God, what God's truth is. And remember, remember Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. And so the words of the Lord are always true and they're always going to bring us together in unity of the spirit and they're going to produce a life in you. Now, look what it says. Mark nine thirty three, And he came to Capernaum. Capernaum, member fully translated, means village of comfort. And being in the house, he asked them, what was it that you disputed among yourselves by the way? Now, can you imagine, it's the same way with you and I tonight. Here, here are the disciples, they're walking with Jesus, and they just saw Jesus transfigured. Uh, Peter, James, and John had. They, they, they had just saw the deaf and dumb spirit cast out by, the, by Jesus, and they're walking along with him. And Peter, James, and John, we got to be up on the mountain with Jesus. Now the, well, we got to cast, try to cast out a demon in the name of Jesus. And all they're doing, they're not talking about how good God is. They're talking about how good they are. They're talking about their giftings and their callings. Because even though they haven't, Jesus hasn't went to the cross yet, uh, I knew, come on, you knew that God had you called even before you ever got saved. I knew as a little bitty boy that God wanted me to do so. I just didn't know what it was. And, and before I got of age of accountability, because see, before you get to the cage of accountability, your spirit's alive unto God. You can talk to God. I talked to God. I prayed. I didn't know what I was doing, but I did. But when you get to of age of accountability, then sin is revealed in your life and your spirit Come on, the sin separates you and your spirit dies. That's why you've got to be born again. But um, can you imagine here, they're walking with Jesus and they're, they're seeing all of the love of Jesus. They're seeing the, the, the plan and the revelation of God. But yet, instead of letting him bring them together, they're letting what he's called them to do to divide them. See, Remember, that's why I said as I started out, I don't know why God called you to do certain things, but I know that he did. 
and I pray about it. I rejoice in it in my spirit. My flesh may not like it. My flesh may say, I don't, I don't see that as the right fit for them. It doesn't matter what my flesh thinks. God knows he doesn't make any mistakes. Amen. And so here they are. They're arguing back and forth, walking with, with Jesus. Verse 34. But they held their peace. This, I love it. This is a, a, a play on words. It means to be like a, 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 a dumb person. A person that has a dumb spirit, where like what they just saw happen, that could not talk because I mean they just they couldn't shut up on the way. All they could do was talk about how good I am, how big I am, and all of a sudden Jesus said, "What? What's the reason of the division?" All of a sudden they lost their. See, God's there all the time, whether we see Him or not. We need to be mindful; He's hearing everything we say. But they held their peace, for by the way they had disputed among themselves, notice this, who should be the greatest? Peter, James, and John, they get to go to the Mount Transfiguration, not of anything they'd done, but just because Jesus invited them. The other nine dealing with that deaf and dumb spirit because God told them they could do it in the name of Jesus, they didn't do it anyway because they had issues in their heart. And Jesus had to come where they couldn't finish the job and he had to finish it. And yet they have the audacity to argue who is the greatest. There's nobody greater than you. Because we're all the same in the eyes of the Lord. There's no big eyes, no little use. He called you. He called me. He called all of his children. And it wasn't because one of us was more special than the other. It was because in his eyes, we're all special. You have to believe that and you have to operate in that mentality. And and notice what Jesus does here. Is he's trying to get them in the place of being uh, di- uh, divinely directed, uh, divinely uh, driven instead of uh, d- divided. And he sat down. I, I want you to imagine now, they're on their way. Jesus is, if, if you go into chapter 10, and, you, and you, Jesus is going somewhere. He's got to be somewhere. But all of a sudden, he says, we've got a problem. And he just sat down. And he said, I want to talk to you. I, I, I want to help you. Now think about it. The, the Lord of the universe says, okay, we're going to stop everything that God's just showed me. Because right now, the most important thing it is for you and I to see eye to eye. Wow! That's how important what you think, what you feel, what you believe, what you don't believe. That's how important it is to the Lord of the universe. That he stopped everything he was doing and he said, let's sit down and have a talk. That needs to encourage you tonight. And he sat down and he called the twelve. Now I want you to get this in your heart. This means so much more. Because see, when when they got in a place of division, when they got a place where they were disputing about who was the greatest, they they let the devil, the flesh, get into what God had called them. So all of a sudden, you just imagine Simon Peter, you know, he's saying, Well, I'm the hearing piece of the rock. <laughs> and James says, well, I'm just like Jacob. My name means grace-sized. I, 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 I'm really something special. And then you got John, and he's talking, to, well, 
My name, I'm going to be labeled as the apostle of love and all of these things. They start talking about this. But no, but Jesus reaches out and he calls them. He calls the 12. He calls them from where they're at into where he'd have them to be. Lord, I'm listening. Call me from where I'm at. I I, I don't want to stay where I'm at in in my own understanding, in in, in the way that I feel about things. Call me to where you would have me to be. I I don't want to be divided by anything in in myself and of this world, but I want to be directed. I want to be just driven by the truth that you would have for me. And he called the twelve and and he saith unto them, if any man, any man, woman, boy, girl, if any person desire uh, to be first, to be prominent in the works of the Lord, the same shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Now, can you imagine? Uh, He Remember, he said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, he just opened up their heart to a truth that they'd never saw before. And he's challenging them because, remember, he also brought revelation to them and he said, he, he said, you need to learn how to forgive even up to 70 times, seven times a day, you know. And they said, oh, Lord, help. Because all of a sudden they were being challenged from, okay, I'm saved. But now I, I need to know how to stay saved. I need to know how to forgive. And so that's what he's doing here. They, they were in a place where they were divided. And he's saying, I'm going to give you a word that will show you how to overcome division." Now, this is so important because there are going to be some things happen. There's going to be some anointing fall and it's going to fall on certain people. And you're going to see signs and wonders. You're going to see some things happen. And if you're not careful, you'll question whether it's God or not, because it doesn't look like what you think God should be doing. It doesn't seem like that God is is um, in the, the center of that situation. You realize that, that God uses imperfect vessels. You and I, we can't judge whether a person is qualified to be used by God or not. It's none of my business. God will use who he wants, when he wants. And to you and I looking on the outside, it may look like that they don't even have never met Jesus. Guess what? The outside has nothing to do with what's going on in the heart. But he won't be able to do this if you don't learn ahead of time with me and we don't learn how to stick together because the devil will use it and we'll end up worse than what we were going to be in the very beginning because God will see um, our heart and the devil will work in that and we'll instead of us being able to get past it and, and we go to the next level, we'll fall back to the previous level. Understand what I'm trying to say. I didn't say it like I want to, but that's I'm, I'm trying to get it out of my heart. Verse 36. And he, Jesus, took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them. Now, this is what you and I got to see. We look at a, a situation in a person, and, and if we're not careful, we judge them by the by the way they dress, uh, by, by the way they, uh, whether they are clean shaven or whether they, they they keep their hair a certain length or or, or we, we listen to the words they say and, and we say we let that determine in our mind whether they're holy or not, whether they can be used or not, and all of these things. And see, that's divinely what by the enemy division. The, the devil's divine. 
Just the evil divine. You and I, we want to be divinely, wholly divinely directed by the Lord. And so Jesus reaches out in the midst of all this division and he just grabs this child and puts his arms around this child. Now, we got to hold this in context with what this time frame means. In this time frame, ladies, I'm sorry, you had no respect. In man's eyes, you were worthless. You were good for two things and that's disgusting, but it's the truth. But not in the eyes of God. And so... Uh, this is the same way with children, that you could own no property, you, you had no impact, you had no vote, no influence whatsoever. And Jesus grabs this child and puts him in his arms. Now that got the disciples' attention. And we got to see tonight that, that that person we don't know and we don't understand that the devil's trying to divide us from or trying to keep us in a place of division, Jesus is holding them in his arms. We better be careful. Verse 37. Whosoever shall receive one such children in my name receiveth me. Now remember, Jesus, his name, that's the word of God. Revelation 19, that is the word of God. And so Jesus is saying, when you receive my word, even if you don't understand it, but you're willing to hold on to it and to lay it in your heart. It's you, you're, you're receiving me. So when somebody brings a word to you and I, and 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 we may not be able to to grasp it for ourselves, but we know that we're on the common ground of salvation. We're no we're we, we're of the same spirit. Then you and I better grab and hold on to, grab and hold on to, because what that will do that will stop the division. And then it will put us in the place. See, the Bible says, give honor where honors do. And, and uh, when we start doing that, then the, the, the anointing that is on that person's life, even if it's a child, that truth that's working in that person's life, it will start to work in your life and my life. I want that, don't you? I, I don't want to settle for my anointing. I don't want to settle for my truth. I, I, I want... The next level anointing from Jesus. I want the next level of truth. Whosoever shall receive one such children in my name receiveth me. Now notice this. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. You mean my brother and my sister was sent from God the Father? Boy, I've been having to do a lot of repenting. Because, see, I've been in the place where I didn't understand how powerful and how truthful this was. But, see, with revelation, it doesn't bring condemnation. It brings the expectation that God is fixing to do something amazing in our lives. Amen? Or oh, we're on the precipice. Where we're fixing to step into something so amazing. But you've got to be looking for it. You've got to be believing for it. And you've got to be willing to be humble like this little child. Now, this little child had to let Jesus pick it up. Now, most of the children of this day and time in a public setting, if they went and done this, when they got home, for lack of better words, they would be held to. But this little child knew. Come on. No, it was Jesus. You got to know when Jesus is calling you out and let him put you in that place where you can hear and receive and where you can be an example. Jesus wants to make an example out of you. He wants to use you like never before. Verse 38. 
Now, I, I, can you imagine what's happening here? You got that. You, you ever just when you read the Word of God, you just need to stop and close your eyes and say, "Holy Spirit, translate me here." When you can go, you can go. The Word's alive. This happened, but it's happening. See, God's not, he's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. This word is happening. That, that's why, uh, what, what happens when you get a prophetic vision? You leave right now and you go to the time of the prophetic vision. Well, if you can go forward in time, you can. So you need to believe God for this and, and look what happens. Uh, verse 38. John answered him saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us, and we forbade him because he followeth not us. They're using the name of Jesus, and they're using it in a place of faith, and they're having results. But it's not their church. We got a problem. Now, Jesus has done, tried to show them how to bring them together where there wouldn't be any division. And yet, John, all he can see, he's going to be the apostle of love uh, in the future. And that's what Jesus sees him as. But right now, John is just saying, hey, they're not with me. They don't, they're not doing what we're doing. They're not believing what we're believing to the level because if they would, they'd be right here with Jesus. Verse 39, but Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man, there's no person, no man, woman, boy or girl, which shall do a miracle in my name that can speak, can lightly speak evil to me. Jesus said what they were doing was a miracle because the Bible tells us when a devil is cast out, when an evil spirit's cast out, it's cast out by the finger of God. That's a member. That's a member. Oh, you got to see that you, you, you find your place, find your position. And then your place and position may not be the finger. You may not be casting out devils, but that don't mean it's not real. It's real. There's devils everywhere and they're in some of the people that you and I are closest to. I'm sorry whether they want to admit it or not. But and that may not be your ministry. That may not be your calling. You may not have faith for that. But don't hinder somebody else who is fixing to be called into that. Verse 40. For he or she that is not against us is on our part. I'm with you tonight. I'm not against you. I love you. God loves you. He's with you tonight. He's not against you. We may not all understand the same things. We may be on different ends of the spectrum. Elvis Presley, he made this statement. He said, people think you're crazy when you tell them something they don't understand. I'll add a little bit to that. People think you're crazy when you tell them something they haven't grown into. But you and I were growing. 
We're growing. And, and, and so I may say some things that challenge you. Listen, if you was in my spirit, if you was in my mind, if you was in my body, you would see the challenges that I'm in right now. God is challenging me. The devil is working against me. My flesh and my mind is coming against me in so many different ways. But I know what God is saying. I know my Savior. I know his voice. Amen. And this is the way he's leading me. And and if you and I, if we'll just stick together, if we can't believe all of this other stuff, let's believe Jesus is our Savior. And let's walk in that. And then everything else is going to come together. Amen. One last set of scriptures. And I'll let you go. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, boy, there's so much here, but we'll just cover just a couple of verses. Look at verse 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25. Uh, the Apostle Paul trying to bring the church together at Corinth, and he says that there should be no schism in the body. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll read verse 24 in a minute, but that there should be no schism in the body. There should be no... Uh, no separation whatsoever, no division, but that the members should have the same care for one another. It's the same care for one another. You, you, you and I, we, we should take care of our brother or sister just the way we take care of ourselves. When did this church start... Uh, having more influence on a, on a broader spectrum of people when we started being concerned about their food, about their clothes, about what reaching out to the children, all of those things. When we started doing that, that's when God blessed some things and expanded some things, when we showed that we cared about the outside and not just the inside. Amen? And, and so he said that there, there should be no division. No, no division. Why? Verse 26, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. You and I, we need to be in the place and the position when God blesses our brother or sister that we're just so excited that we can't stand it because we're a part of them and they're a part of us. We're not jealous. We're not envious. We're excited because God's doing something. Amen. But at the same time, if we've got a brother and sister that's hurting, we need to pray with them. We, we need to be a, an encouragement to them. We, the Bible says, give to the weaker brother. If you see me and I'm in a place I can't believe what you're believing for, you need to come and put your arm around me and strengthen me. Help me. Don't give up on me. Don't push me aside. Don't throw me away. But, but know that I'm not trash. Come on. I'm God's Peculiar person. You're God's peculiar person. We need to be there for one another. Verse 27. Now notice what he said. This is what I want you to take home with you. Uh, notice the first word. What's the first word? Shout it out. Now. Now, now is what? Now. Right now. At this moment, whether it feels like it or not. Now ye are the body of Christ. You're, you're not just... 80 years waiting to, to, to go back to the grave. You're the body of Christ in the earth. 
Yes, you have a flesh body, but you have a spirit that is a part of his. You, when you got born again, the Holy Ghost took your spirit and baptized you into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're there. Now, if you want to reject it, you can, but, but you don't have to worry about it if you don't want to do that. You're there. Amen? And you got to tell the devil, I'm a part of his body. Now, if you're a part of his body, now, unless there's something wrong with our body, my hand doesn't just slap my face, right? My, my body does what my head tells it to. Jesus is your head. Come on, we're a part of his many member body. That means we can hear what the Lord's saying. We can do what he wants us to do. He'll give us the, the stimuli. He'll give you the stimuli. He'll give you the strength to do it. He'll be your stimuli to do it. He'll be your strength to do it because he's your savior working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to believe that. Now you are the body of Christ. I notice this, but he wants you to get this in your heart. Me to get it in my heart. And members in particular. We're all his body, but yet each one of you is highlighted. You need to see because you are called to be the light of the world. You're called to glorify your father in heaven. And so, uh, yes, we're in his body, but we're members. And so you are important. No matter what part of the body you are, you are important. And you need to walk in that. You need to say, Lord, I... I I, I want to get stronger. I want to get better in this part of the body that you've called me in. I don't want to be divided. Uh, I want to be directed. I want to be driven. I don't want to be a disciple with doubt, but I want to be a disciple that is divinely directed in your perfect will. Amen. And I'm going to come together with my brothers and sisters, no matter where I'm at. And I'm going to see God do the impossible. Amen. I'll close with this thought. If you and I were fortunate enough to, and I, Brother Duckett's probably been there, I don't know. But if we were fortunate enough to go to Hawaii, we could go to Hawaii and we could, uh, if we'd done some snorkeling or if we'd done uh, some diving, we could see a yellow paddle goatfish. And this yellow paddle goatfish, it's a very small fish, but it is known for its vibrant color. It, it, it is, I, I can't even, yellow doesn't do it justice. I don't know. It's the most vibrant. Look it up on the internet. It, it, it's beautiful, but it's part of God's creation, so it has to be beautiful. But anyway, the, the, these, these fish, they're very small, but all of a sudden, there's a group of people, they got to watching. They never saw this before as they were diving in the water. They, they saw a fish that looked just like those little fish, but it was bigger than the fish that was trying to come against them. And so they, they said, is there another species of these fish that are bigger? And as they were talking to uh, somebody who was on the dive team and they said, no, there's not. And, it, uh, and, and he said, let me tell you what you're seeing. He said, when these fish are threatened, he said, they all come together in perfect harmony. And they they swim as one body and each part knows where they're supposed to be inside that formation as a school of fish. And they swim as one and they scare off their predator. 
See, you and I, we need to come together in the body of Christ and we need to tell the devil we are one because of Jesus. We're unified together and we all look the same. We all talk the same, but yet we're all individuals. Amen. But we represent Jesus. Can we do that? Can we be that? Can we be that for one another? I need you to have my back. I want you to know that I've got your back. We've got to be there for one another. And if we'll do that, we're going to see the impossible come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you for the love of this people. I thank you, Lord, that... The division that we had been dealing with, that was the enemy was trying to work in our life, that tonight it's going to be swallowed up in the truth of the Word of God. We're going to be unified because Jesus, He's our common denominator. Let it be. But I ask you right now, as we see the enemy uh, coming on the horizon, and he looks like he's a big enemy in certain areas and certain ways, let us come together in the body of Christ and let us show him how big. Jesus is. Let's show him how big the grace of God is. Lord, help us be in that place where we can rest in one another. We can draw strength from one another because Jesus is our source like never before. Let us illuminate and light a lost and dying world by the goodness and the grace of God. Help us tonight, Lord. Help us to be able to say that Jesus is Savior, and that's the only thing that matters, and let's move forward into the deeper things of God. Let us lay aside those simple things with application, and let us pick up the knife and the fork and cut the meat, and let us get into what you would have us to in this last of the last days. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want to respond to this. I, I, I want to, to, to see that there's things that I haven't seen and I haven't understand and maybe some things even I've rejected. But I, I'm going to come to common ground and I'm going to say, just like Simon Peter did, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah. I, I believe that you're the way of eternal life. And, and, and I'm going to hold on to that. And as I hold on to that, I know that you're going to bring a deeper revelation of truth for the next step in my life. Would you come tonight and just spend some time with him and let him build you up and encourage you? I admonish you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.